and hello everyone. Welcome to Pass It to Patrick. I'm your host Patrick Cassidy. This is a Wednesday here in April. We are just a week or so out from the draft. A lot of storylines to get to today. We got talk about the Broncos, quarterbacks, um, 49ers. We got my top five quarterbacks that I've rearranged and who I think will go one, two, three, four, five. A lot of things get changed up in this draft process. A lot of guys put out a lot of mock drafts leading up to it, and they rearrange a few things. So that's what I did. I I updated my mock draft, and uh, we're going to do my 1 through 10 picks, and we're going to talk about my 1 through 5 quarterbacks. And what's kind of changed there, the narrative on some. Um, I, I, I'm not too bothered by the comments that Trevor Lawrence made about him not really having a chip on his shoulder. That's fine with me. I'm not really going to question him too much. He's the number one overall pick still, so <laughs> that that's not changing in my mock draft. But I've, I've moved around some players. Kyle Pitts, uh, extraordinary talent. We'll, we're going to see where he lands in it. Um, just great stuff to get into today. Uh, a lot of great topics. So let's go ahead and dive in because this topic that I wanted to cover on the podcast today is the Denver Broncos. Because they, uh, this team is, they've become very interesting, um, this team. In the last couple of weeks, these uh, guys that make up their mock drafts, they have them moving up uh, with to the Atlanta Falcons at four to take a quarterback. Because now the Denver Broncos apparently want to move on from Drew Locke. And I understand that. Drew Locke, you know, he, he gave him a couple years, but I'm going to make a defense for Drew Locke. And I'm, I think I'm one of the only few that are going to make a defense for him and maybe give him the benefit of the doubt. Because the Broncos organization, the last few years, ever since they won the Super Bowl, they've trended down. Have you ever watched, like, a good stock on the stock market? And, you know, it it's doing good for a while. It reaches that peak. And then it kind of just trends downward. You know, it has a few ups, 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 but it, it, the overall trend is down. Well, that's how I feel about the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos have gone through a couple head coaches. They they thought they've had the formula. John Elway, you know, Trevor Samian, he's our guy. Then they switch over to, oh, Brock Osweiler. I forgot his name for a second. He, he's our guy. That was right after Peyton Manning, then Trevor Samian. And then they... Kind of dabbled with a couple other quarterbacks. Case Keenum, I feel like, was in there somewhere. I, I, I can't remember all of them. And then they get to this kid, Drew Locke, in the draft. And I, I will admit, a lot of players bust. You know, you're never going to have the always lock, this guy can't bust. I, I'm 100% believe, and this is just me, any player can bust at all. And it depends on a few factors. It's where they go, their work ethic, and overall uh, their mindset going into the draft. So Drew Locke gets drafted by the Broncos. And, you know, goes through a couple head coaches. I, I don't think people give Drew Locke the benefit of the doubt because I'm a true believer and you need to give quarterbacks time. I think the Denver Broncos should give Drew Locke another year. I don't like think they should take a quarterback everyone thinks you take a quarterback and that automatically fixes all of your issues 
No, I, I think Denver needs to go defense. I think they need to build up a good defensive core on that team because Von Miller is aging. We don't know what's going to happen with him in the future. You know, Bradley Chubb is good, um, but we that that defense needs to be shored up. And you're picking ninth overall, and it's a it's an interesting spot for the Broncos because these quarterbacks were 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 saying um, sports media that. It's going to be one, two, three quarterbacks, maybe four. So we could have potentially four to five quarterbacks going in the top ten. I think that's a mistake. That's just me. I don't think five quarterbacks need to go in the top five. I don't. I think a couple of these guys need to fall down, fall fall back, at least late top ten uh, in the teens, a couple of the guys. I think it's fine going one through three if that's what you believe because the 49ers gave up, you know, everything on the ship to move up to that third spot. And we'll get into that a little later. But the the Drew Locke thing is very interesting because there was a time where, you know, the guy sat. And I know, you know, luxuries, that's a luxury. And if you don't have a guy, you got to start him. But sitting the guy, letting him learn, patience, also, here's the thing, Denver Broncos fans, you guys have been unstable for a few years now with your head coaches and coordinators, and I think Drew Locke is a good quarterback. If you look at Josh Allen, he went somewhere that was stable. They had their coach. He's been with the same coach. Patrick Mahomes goes to Andy Reid, stable. Now, some of these guys are you know, generational talents, of course. But Lamar Jackson, Harbaugh, stable. It matters where you go. It is huge. And the Broncos, they're not dysfunctional. I don't think they're at that point of dysfunction, but they're they're teetering on they're they're on rocky ground. It's like you can keep trending downward this stock. They could just keep trending downward until they're worth like a dollar. But <laughs> If they want to start trending upward, they need to build that base. Like in a company, you would you would have the meat to the bones, uh, so to say. So you would build a better infrastructure, you know, acquire pieces, acquire things to help you uh, show that you have like good bones in your business. So I think Drew Locke's a decent quarterback. I like his attitude. A lot of guys are saying on there, you know, he's dancing, he's... He's playing a little loose, and he doesn't show intensity. Well, what if that's coaching? It could very well be coaching. And You know, the Browns were one of the most dysfunctional organizations until they found the guy, and they stuck with him. And they're going to stick with him and Baker Mayfield. You know what? If Baker Mayfield this year only leads them to a 500 overall record, you keep Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry, you do. I know they have a great roster. I know that they should make the playoffs. And let's say they make the playoffs or they're out in the first round. You keep Baker and you keep that coach. Next year, you take another defensive player. You just keep building. You don't take a piece out. So they have Drew Locke. You know if you bring in a rookie like Trey Lance and you throw him in the fire and also you keep Drew Locke and you're like, Drew, will start for a year. What is that, man? What... If you had Peyton Manning and you were bringing Trey Lance in, all these guys that are like, you can play Drew Locke and bring a quarterback in. I'm not for that. I don't believe in that. If you have a veteran who's on his way out, it works. The mindset's a little easier to grasp for that veteran. But if you have Drew Locke who's still thinking he's going to compete for a job, then 
no, that will damage the mindset of Drew Locke, and it'll damage the mindset of Trey Lance if Drew Locke comes out and plays like Lamar Jackson this next year, running around making all these big throws, and then Trey Lance is like, well, what am I doing here? I'm sitting here, and they took me. Am I the future or not? And they end up moving Trey Lance, and then Trey Lance's uh, stock is trending downward. The Broncos, I wish people would stop saying they need to move up and take a quarterback. They're picking ninth. I 100% believe they should go defense here. Maybe take Caleb Farley. That's who, spoiler alert, that's who I have them taking in my mock draft. I don't have them moving up, and that's just my personal opinion. They will take a cornerback here. Um, Aqib Tlaib isn't there anymore. He was like, well, he hasn't been there for a while, but he was the pinnacle, I think, of their um, backfield. So the Broncos, long story short, you can't take a quarterback and expect your stock to shoot up. Now, if you take a quarterback, your stock will go up and, you know, potentially be a bubble because it's going to rise so quickly and then it's just going to fall straight back down once the investors realize, okay, wait a minute. This was just a move to keep us invested. This There's no substance here. Um, they're going to finish below 500. Wow. What a joke. So that's what I think the Broncos are struggling with right now. That's what I think uh, they need to figure out. Because Drew Locke's career, I don't think it's over. I think I think John Elway and that staff and the coach, they need to just hold on. Take a defensive player. And, you know, this is a little bit similar to what Washington did a couple years back with Dwayne Haskins. Now, they did get Montez uh, Sweat in that uh, draft also, I believe. But, you know, they took a quarterback. They didn't have to move. But their problems didn't go away. And I'm sorry they needed defense. And thank God they took Montez Sweat because he's he's having breakout a breakout year last year. And he's only on trending upwards. So, long story short, don't give up on Drew Locke. Broncos, change your stock from going trending down to trending upwards. So that's what I that's my take on Drew Locke and the Broncos. And we'll see what happens. I mean, a lot of people have them moving up and taking Trey Lance. But, you know, we're the draft is coming up and we'll know soon enough. All this speculation will end and we'll see what happens. I want to keep with the NFL draft because Trevor Lawrence made some comments that he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, and it's hard to you know make that up and create that chip, and I'm fine with that. Trevor Lawrence, do what you got to do to be successful. I never believe in sure things in the NFL as far as draft. Um, it's I know we like to say this guy is unbustable. This guy is he's a solid thing well prove me wrong I, I'll believe it when I see it I'll believe it when I see it because even though Trevor Lawrence is an amazing talent and he's going to have Urban Meyer and he's going to have everything going for him and he will be the first overall pick I'll believe it when I when I see it he is an amazing talent but all these guys don't tell me that a guy is unbustable he's you know he's the He's the next Tom Brady. We need to stop comparing people to Tom Brady. <laughs> we need to stop comparing people to Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana. The, we have a tendency to do this, 
pretty much as a society, we keep looking for greatness. But you have to remember, greatness finds you sometimes. You you don't find greatness. And that's how it works out sometimes. Now, granted, you can find LeBron or you can find Zion. You can find greatness, but I'm a firm believer with greatness can find you. And Patrick Mahomes is a perfect example of that. And Tom Brady is a perfect example of that. So, I mean, you can never predict that Tom Brady was going to do what he did or Patrick Mahomes was going to do what he did. And those are just a couple examples Will Trevor Lawrence have success, though? That is what we're talking about. And I believe that he will have a decent year. He will not have a great year. He will not have an incredible year. He will have a decent year. I think he will have a Joe Burrow-type year before Joe Burrow got hurt. And since the NFL has more games now, it's weird to read these stats, but I or my stats at least, I believe that they will finish somewhere between 6-11 and 11 to 7-10 and 10 wins. I don't think they'll be 500 or above 500 because it's Urban Meyer's first year too. We're all awarding Urban Meyer. He's going to be a great NFL coach. Okay, slow down. We don't know that yet. There's too many unknowns here. We're, we're jumping the gun when it comes to Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Like, it's a sure thing. They're the next Brady and Belichick. They've been, they've been incredibly successful at the uh, collegiate level, but they have not proved anything in the National Football League. So let's wait and see what happens. I, I don't have a problem with Trevor Lawrence's comments of, you know, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He's had a, a great life, and I, I, I have no problem with that. That's fine. Every guy approaches the NFL differently, and they should. They should be unique. I mean, if you look at... Baker Mayfield, he comes in, he's a little cocky. It works for him. You know, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, you're having great success, and it worked for you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes comes in wanting to learn and, you know, showing a little humility, and it worked for him. Tom Brady coming in with that chip on his shoulder, it worked for him. you got to come in with your own mindset if you're a player. And Trevor Lawrence, come in with your own mindset, because I, I think that's going to benefit you greatly. And the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. And they're build on it. Don't if he struggles his first year, build on it. Just You can't determine if a guy's a bust within the first year. You need at least two to three years, in my opinion. You need to have that st- stability. And take it from me, because I'm a Washington fan, stability is not a strong suit on the Washington football team. So, uh, again, Trevor Lawrence, I'm expecting him to be uh, great, but I will believe it when I see it, him and Urban Meyer. So, I've been talking about the draft quite a bit. There's a lot of topics, um, a lot of players that have been moving up and down in people's draft uh, boards. You know, you got all these guys saying, this guy's a sure thing, this guy's going to go here. We don't really know. Um, the biggest story that's still making, having ripple effects is the 49ers moving to three. It's one of the biggest NFL draft stories um, because the 49ers they they made it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo but they're in that same position they're not as trending downwards as the Broncos but they're in that same kind of category after the Super Bowl of like steady as she goes we're not they're kind of just evening out right now they hit they hit a peak and now they're evening out so the 49ers moved up to three gave up a King's Ransom and all these guys 
have them taking Mac Jones. I think it's ludicrous. I think it's stupid. Why do you give up your future for Mac Jones? I'm sorry. I don't see the benefit in it. I, I, I really, really don't. And, you know, we're going to get into it in my top 10 mock draft later. But here's what I see with Mac Jones. And this is just a trend of Alabama quarterbacks. They have all those NFL pieces in place. They do great. A.J. McCarron, he looked great. But even A.J. McCarron didn't go high in the draft. <laughs> you, these Alabama quarterbacks, you got to remember, they have NFL talent. I mean, geez, just look at it. Devontae Smith, Heisman winner. That's who Mac Jones was throwing to. You know, as much as I, as much as I don't like Zach Wilson, as much as I wanted to see more of his uh, film and why he moved up to second, I will never understand behind Trevor Lawrence, but it happened. I will credit him. He elevated his team, and that's what scouts like seeing. What what scouts get nervous about is players like Mac Jones. Like, not that many starts. <laughs> he's limited uh, mobility-wise. You know, he's uh, getting comps that he's Kirk Cousins. And I'm sorry, if you're getting a comp that you're Kirk Cousins, in my mind, that doesn't do anything but lower your draft stock. Because Kirk Cousins is a game manager. You know, everyone's saying that if he goes to the 49ers, he will have success. He will. But that success will still be even keel. He will remain at that steady-as-she-goes level. That's what the 49ers will remain if they take Mac Jones. And if I'm running the 49ers... I don't give up my the king's ransom for for that. You have that in Jimmy Garoppolo. You have that. Like what what's going to happen? 49ers will take Mac Jones. He'll sit for a year behind Jimmy. Oh, he's learning. He's learning from Jimmy. He's learning what? What he already knows how to do? What he learned from Nick Saban? You could put I'm a firm believer in this. I believe in, you know, letting some rookies sit and learn but if the 49ers end up taking Mac Jones you could put him in game one and he will look like Jimmy Garoppolo he will make the throws I know I just said see it when believe it when I see it but with what he is he is almost he's reached his peak and he's he's reached his peak so I don't think there's any more you can get out of Mac Jones than what you've seen at Alabama I don't Prove me wrong, and I, you know what? Maybe I am wrong, but from what I've seen with Kyle Shanahan's overall career with Robert Griffin and all these guys, now Robert Griffin had a successful year coming out of Baylor, so I don't want to get into too much of that at Kyle Shanahan's. Pretty much, though, Kyle Shanahan will find success with Mac Jones because Mac Jones is a finished product. In my mind, just stick with Jimmy Garoppolo and take someone else. Don't move up. And if you do move up, you got to take Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I I don't know how Justin Fields has fallen so far on people's draft boards. He hasn't fallen on mine. I, I, I had him as the third best quarterback. I had Trevor Lawrence, Trey, or Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. That's who I've had. Zach Wilson's my fourth, and Mac Jones is my fifth. Call me crazy, 
But I think Trey Lance, the the spark and the upside he shows makes him the second best quarterback. And Justin Fields, the third. I think Justin Fields lost a little bit. Just some reports that came out. It hurt his draft stock. Whatever, fine. But he needs to be the third quarterback taken off the board. He does. That's just fact. I don't know if it'll happen. Probably won't happen. I think he does. Um, but the 49ers, they need to be careful going into this draft that they don't fall victim to playing it safe. That is exactly what happened with the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky in that draft because the Bears had the opportunity to take Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. They saw these talents, but they were like, nah, Mitch Mitch is the guy. Mitch is, you know, prototypical quarterback, and let's just take him, and he's our guy. And he, you know, it's Mitchell Trubisky. So you need to look at the history, 49ers, before you commit. And I know all these reports are saying Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. And I am starting to fall victim to believing it with all these reports. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope all these guys are wrong. And I'm hoping the 49ers take a quarterback like Trey Lance or Justin Fields and, you know, elevate them because it matters where you go. I think Mac Jones could go to the Patriots and. He could literally find success because he is a finished product. Uh, Nick Saban finished him. He, there's no growth there. Prove me wrong, Mac Jones, but I, I think, you know, he's a finished quarterback. And, you know, it's crazy all these topics that are coming out of the draft. I feel like each year the draft just gains more and more momentum because it's such a... It's almost... It's not even like a draft anymore. It's a, an event. And, you know, the, it was supposed to be in, I think, Las Vegas a couple of years ago, but due to COVID, it got moved from there and, you know, and it's going to be in Las Vegas. I don't know how many years from now, but they were going to bring those players on a boat over. Just an awesome event. I would think it was last year, actually, not a couple of years ago. But anyway, it's turning into, an, it's like, it's grown so much and it brings revenue in for cities and <laughs> there's so much buzz around the draft too. And it's definitely an exciting draft because there's this many quarterbacks that are being talked about potentially in the top 10. And that's just like a rare thing to have. So exciting. The draft's coming up. I want to segue into the NBA a little bit before we kind of come back to the NFL, because this was reported uh, uh, yesterday that James Harden suffers setback now out indefinitely with hamstring. And... You know, the last couple podcasts, I've kind of been keeping keeping even keel uh, with the Nets. I'm kind of, oh, they're a great team. Oh, they're kind of trending downward. Um, no, they're kind of remaining at that same level. But with the Lakers playing them a while back with Andrew Drummond, you know, pretty much coming in and saying, nah, bro, I'm, I'm tougher than you and I'm just going to dominate. Ever since then, they're trending downwards. And this just further proves why the Nets will not win the championship this year. I believe they won't. There is so they remind me of the Clippers. You know, this this whole thing of let's throw together this team in one year and we're good. We have the chemistry, don't worry. <laughs> Their stars haven't even played together that much. I don't believe that they're gonna all of a sudden pull it together and go win the finals. Are you kidding me? 
They they haven't they haven't developed that chemistry, and you can't develop that chemistry in the playoffs. And now that James Harden has that setback, he's gonna have to go into the playoffs, which he already goes into the playoffs in previous years and he doesn't get the calls like he does because the games are officiated differently. They allow more things, a little bit rougher. They let the guys play. So James Harden all of a sudden now, we'll figure it out in the playoffs and, you know, we're, we're just going to make it work. No, like, the Nets have that mentality and that's not the right mentality. And all the drama with Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport and all this stuff with Kyrie coming in and playing when he wants to and James Harden coming in and he's played great and they've shown offensively that they're a great team but then he's having now his injury issues KD got hurt again and I feel really like bad for the Nets organization because the Nets are trying they're they're really trying we always talk about teams being super aggressive and giving it their all and trying you know but it's like I don't know it just keeps getting worse and worse for the Nets and I still have the Lakers winning the chip. Um, I am wrong about some things. I don't. I don't think LeBron James will win MVP this year just because he hasn't been there for the games. But the MVP topic, I don't even like talking about because I don't even understand the award. Sometimes, like <laughs> that's a whole other subject. Long story short, the Nets, they're they're a team that showed promise with their offense, and I believe their offense is still one of the best in the NBA, but their defense, that don't matter when your defense can't even do anything, and your stars aren't even playing together. And if you look at LeBron James and Anthony Davis, yes, they haven't played for a while because of their injuries, but that Lakers team, that core, oh yeah, they know how to play together, and they're developing that chemistry with Andre Drummond. They're developing that chemistry. They know exactly how to play with each other. So... The Lakers are in a different boat because I think the Lakers also have a different mentality. The Lakers have that tough guy mentality. They have that, you know, grit uh, mentality. We're going to get down and low and power inside. And, you know, when AD and LeBron come back, they're going to take it inside on the Nets. (laughs) You know, the Nets love to shoot threes. Well, good luck stopping LeBron James coming down the middle (laughs) every time and you letting him in the middle. And... You know, that's even if the Nets make the finals. I have my doubts of them making the finals. I mean, Jimmy Butler and that Miami team, Jimmy Butler, he inspires a team, man. And he makes that defense even better. And so Jimmy Butler's back, and, you know, I just have my doubts about, and Giannis is good, and the Bucks, and there's, you know, different teams that are sparking and finding a little momentum right now. And I just... <laughs> You know, the Celtics, they've really fallen off but a little bit, but they're still a good team. I just don't know if the Nets, with the injuries and the chemistry and them not playing together, I don't see how they can pull it together to win an NBA championship this year. I, I just don't. Their stars need to play together longer and develop chemistry. Same thing with the, what happened with the Clippers. Drama, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Lou Williams, you know, a little bit of special treatment for Paul George, um, player, you know, affecting players, uh, minutes in games and, you know, trying to, you know, Kawhi Leonard, he wants to sit. So, you know, we're going to let him rest. Well, and you know what, that works out fine. 
last year was was an interesting year because LeBron James and uh, AD Anthony Davis got to rest. So it worked out great. But those guys aren't LeBron. LeBron comes in and he changes your organization. There are a few guys that can do that. There are a few guys that can get hurt, come back, and have the same impact. And I believe there's only a couple guys. I believe, well, a few. I'll say three. I believe one is LeBron James. He could sit for a few months, come in, boom, spark, I'm back. Maybe give him five games to get accoladed, but he's he's back right away. Tom Brady, you could let him sit, and he's like, yeah, I'm back. I'm gonna affect. I'm gonna affect the outcome of this game. And Patrick Mahomes, I believe those three guys, uh, Patrick Mahomes could come in, sit eight games, come in, <laughs> make ten crazy throws, and complete everything. But this whole thing with oh, they're the they're they're gonna you know run right into the finals, and I don't think it's as easy as that. Because these teams are going to be gunning for him knowing, hey, KD gets hurt. Who knows if Kyrie's there tonight? Oh, and James Harden? Yeah, just muscle him. He ain't getting those calls. <laughs> That's the mentality you got to have versus the Nets. And playing hard, I don't know if the Nets have what it takes. So we're going to segue back into the NFL draft now because I just I love talking about the draft. And, you know, a lot of podcasts, a lot of sports shows, they're basing their whole show on the draft, and I get it. I love it too. I love the fact that you could, like, build something you know each year you have a chance to build your organization better and find those building blocks we're going to go ahead and jump into my top five quarterbacks and we're going to talk a little bit about that before we get into my mock draft but my top five quarterbacks for this draft i just gonna lay it out there for you one is trevor lawrence that hasn't changed he's still one of the best prospects coming out my second quarterback and I'm holding true to this, is Trey Lance. The upside is crazy. If you can get a coach, work with him, the upside's crazy. Justin Fields, because Justin Fields, I'm sorry, why is Justin Fields some people's fifth quarterback on his mock draft? That's so stupid. I don't even get it. What are you even saying? Justin Fields is the third best quarterback. Okay? Zach Wilson, four. I think Zach Wilson's the fourth best quarterback. I get it. He showed upside. But there's, you know... <laughs> I don't understand how he moved up to two. He's my fourth best quarterback. My fifth is Mac Jones. No idea how Mac Jones moved up all the way to three. That's just ludicrous to me. Those are my top five. So going into this mock draft, I want everyone to remember that because I think a couple of these quarterbacks need to go late in the first 10 picks to the teens. And we'll we'll get into where I have those quarterbacks going uh, in the mock draft. So let's go ahead and kick off uh, the draft today. This is my mock draft, and that means I get to put uh, whoever, wherever. So <laughs> I'm excited. So we're going to start it off the first overall pick. Trevor Lawrence. Nothing's changed. Steady as she comes. This has been the number one overall pick for the last year, two years. Ever since people have seen this kid, he's shown promise. Um, you know, of course, there's always the risk of him being a bust, but he's by far uh, the best quarterback in the draft. So I, I have him going number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, even though I don't agree with this pick, and I would much rather the Jets take a different quarterback, I don't think they will. So I think they're going to go Zach Wilson here, uh, the number two quarterback. Uh, coming off uh, the board, going to the Jets. 
I don't have him as my number two, but I believe he will go to the Jets just because the Jets have had their their eyes uh, set on him uh, for a few months now. And my number three quarterback, this is where things get interesting. Trey Lance goes to the 49ers. I have them picking Trey Lance because Trey Lance has the most upside. You don't give up a King's ransom for Mac Jones. You just don't. You got to go Trey Lance here if I'm the 49ers. You got to go Trey Lance. So that's who I have going to the 49ers. The number four pick, I don't have any trade happening. I think that's... I don't think the, you know, as this draft process has gone along, I think the Atlanta Falcons have come to realize, okay, now that Trey Lance is off the board, do we take Justin Fields? Well, we do have Matt Ryan. I believe the Atlanta Falcons will take Kyle Pitts because he's one of the best offensive weapons in this draft. I mean, they'll have him, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. They're going to have a great offensive cast of weapons for Matt Ryan to throw to. And you know you still got to pay Matt Ryan, so he's going to be your quarterback for the next couple of years, and then you can worry about the quarterback position. But if the Falcons can't get uh, Trey Lance, then they shouldn't take a quarterback here. They should just take Kyle Pitts. And then we have the Bengals at number five. Uh, the Bengals, they traditionally never move out of the top uh, pick that they have in the draft. They never move out of that uh, first overall pick in the first round. So they're going to pick at number five, and I have them taking Panay Sewell, uh, offensive tackle uh, from Oregon. So he is an amazing tackle, and they're going to need him uh, to protect Joe Burrow. So that's who I have them taking. That's not a fancy pick, flashy pick, but they get by far one of the best offensive uh, tackles, offensive linemen off uh, the board. And so the Dolphins come in now at number six because they moved up uh, with the Eagles. They moved up and took the Eagles went back and they moved up. They're going to get Jamar Chase, the best wide receiver, the best wide receiver in this draft. Jamar Chase is, you know, a lock to go as the first receiver, I believe. He will go to Miami and they'll have they'll give to a, a, another weapon. Because Tua needs weapons, they need to build around him. I love that the Dolphins are sticking with Tua, and they're just going to go get him weapons and put their trust in him. So the Detroit Lions are now on the clock, and I think they go offensive line to protect Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff excuse me. They take Rashawn Slater, second-best offensive tackle, offensive lineman in the draft. They get uh, an upgraded line to protect Jared Goff because they did end up trading for him. You know, I don't believe they're going to take Justin Fields. I think they're going to stick with Jared Goff. They got a new coach. Do you really want a young quarterback coming in? So they they go offensive lineman here at seven. The overall eighth pick, the Panthers get Sam Darnold, someone to throw to. Jalen Waddell, a wide receiver, uh, second best wide receiver, I believe, in this uh, draft. So Jalen Waddell, he goes to the Panthers at number eight. Because they took Sam Darnold, and they'll want Sam Darnold to throw to someone over the top. That's what uh, the Panthers are betting on uh, with taking Sam Darnold. So now, the Denver Broncos are picking ninth. And they select, because he's fallen all the way down the board, despite what I think, they will take Justin Fields. That's right, they will get another quarterback. They will, even though they shouldn't, 
they will keep their stock middle of the road. They will have Justin Fields and Drew Locke on their team. And because Justin Fields fell all the way to ninth, I have them picking him up at nine. And so, you know, that we'll see what happens with the Denver Broncos, but I have them picking Justin Fields at nine. The number 10th overall pick, Caleb Farley. I think he gets taken by the Dallas Cowboys to shore up that defense. They need some help in the backfield. And so I have them taking Caleb Farley, cornerback. He's my first cornerback off the board. And then Patrick Sertin, the second, comes off second. And then J.C. Horn as my third cornerback. So now bonus pick. That was my top ten. Bonus pick now. Because you'll notice we still have one quarterback, my number five quarterback, Mac Jones. And he falls all the way to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. That's right. Tom Brady's successor is not Cam Newton. It is Mac Jones at 15. And I I think this is a great spot for Mac Jones. I know people are like, he's going to go third to the 49ers. Well, yeah, he, that doesn't mean he should. He should be a middle-of-the-road quarterback. My fifth quarterback is Mac Jones. And he will go 15th overall to the Patriots. That's my top 10 mock draft and bonus uh, draft pick, mainly for Mac Jones to see where his future lands. Well, I think we're like a week out uh, to the draft. I think tomorrow it's officially a week. So I'm going to watch it on TV. I'm going to have a beverage, watch it. It is going to be uh, a great evening and a lot of exciting things, and we're going to get a lot of great topics uh, to talk about from this draft. A lot of storylines. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. And uh, the NFL, it just seems like the NFL never stops. You know, it's like the NBA never stops, but it's like the NFL now. We have free agency. We have the draft. So many topics and so many (laughs) storylines. So thank you guys for listening. This has been Pass It to Patrick. I'm Patrick Cassidy, and we'll catch you guys next time.